Wasn't that a great episode? I learned so much about gut health and I can't wait to take action to start improving my own personal gut health. Marissa mentioned a ton of awesome products in the episode, so I've gone ahead and listed those in the show notes below. And if you love the episode, be sure to rate the show with five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much. All right, Allie out. Hey guys, what's up? It is Allie McGee on the Allie McGee podcast. I am your host and coach, and I am here with Marissa Mendez, who is a holistic health coach. And we're here to chat today about gut health. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, Allie. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, but yeah, just a, you know, a little bit about what she said. I'm I'm a holistic health coach and uh, an Arizona native and just a lover of all things health and anything that is, you know, in my highest alignment. So I wear many hats, but holistic health coach covers just about all of them. <laughs> um, so there's many amazing topics and, you know, creations that fit underneath the health and wellness umbrella. But, you know, in fact, I promise you, once you begin the health journey, you'll never want to stop as you continue to learn and grow. Uh, one step in just opens an entire portal <laughs> of all things health and the journey never ends. So if you stay committed to yourself, you just keep healing. And so that's the best part. Um, but yeah, for as much as I know, I feel like I just learned something new every day. And so I'm here to kind of answer and debunk some questions here about gut health and see what I can, you know, do to help here. Um, just a little bit on, about me. Uh, the past four years of my life have been you know, some of the thickest, but most abundant for my journey. Um, I deal with, uh, you know, my own uh, gut health issues. I'm um, a little more susceptible to uh, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, just kind of an imbalance overall. And so that's just something I manage daily and uh, have done really well with that. And so with my success, I'm hoping to, you know, share some bits in order to see if you can optimize your gut health as well. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Oh my gosh. So powerful. I think the gut health is kind of on the up and rising. I think more research is kind of coming out about it um, and it's becoming more almost like normalized. Um, so I'm super excited to have you on the show and chat. So could you just kind of tell us what holistic nutrition means to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, holistic nutrition, um, you know, it requires a whole life approach, whereas, you know, just examining nutrition would just be one subject. Um, so with holistic nutrition, um, you explore, you know, when and where you eat, where your food comes from, and you know, what, what your food ate. So for example, like animal products and all of that, um, very common. I kind of subscribe more to like a full plant-based diet myself, but that's personal preference. And here and there I will eat like fish, et cetera, but don't focus too much on diet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say, as far as holistic health coaching, we um, acknowledge mind, body, and soul, and all that areas of life that, you know, hold significance. There are so many components to eating well, and it is never just about food. Um, in my eyes, food is just, you know, energy that keeps us in flow, but we are also an energy, and we got to keep that in mind as well. Whoa, energy and flow. I love that. I love that. I definitely have had some, like, disordered eating in my past, so I love that you phrase it as and like just energy, because I think when you get kind of too caught up on like 
all of that, almost like counting and the macros and all these like little things, they, it can become overwhelming and become your life. And so I love that you just look at it as a, as like an energy flow of like, I like to say also like feeling my body for, for performance. Um, that kind of helps me shift of like, uh, focus on, you know, eating the right foods versus, um, you know, binge eating or all these other things. So it's just, I love that you say that. That's very, um, and kind of just sparked a light with me. That's awesome. Ah, oh, I love that. <laughs> um, so what is gut health and how does that affect your body? Could you kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah. Gut health is definitely that sexy topic that you're imagining. <laughs> it refers to the balance of microorganisms that live in our digestive tract. So uh, the digestion process is quite long and pretty extensive and just being mindful of it is a good start. So our gut affects um, everything in our bodies and it is directly connected with our brain and immune system actually. So pretty big job there. <laughs> Whoa, brain and immune system. Whoa, that's huge. So basically you're saying like what we put into our body, uh, you know, goes through our digestive tract and then, you know, from there it affects our, how does it affect our brain? Yeah, so um, recent studies, you know, have shown that there is a direct correlation with our brain um, and gut signaling. So, for example, mm -hmm. um, a lot of our hormones actually live in our gut. And mm -hmm. so that's why, you know, food is definitely a mood. Um, you know, we've all been hangry. We've all had um, cravings, et cetera, especially for my ladies. You know, once a month, sometimes we get a little bit of cravings. Totally normal. And that's because, you know, our happy hormone, uh, serotonin, a majority of it is actually uh, hosted in our gut. And so with that uh, combination of hormones being, uh, you know, hosted there, uh, the connection with the brain is just triggers there as well. Whoa. Yeah. I've been reading and listening to a bunch of podcasts about serotonin, you said, and how it's most of it, like, what is it like 70% or something? Like yeah. They say 70 to 80%. And uh, serotonin is our good mood, good mood yeah. hormone. So it gives you all the feels. So pretty important. <laughs> Whoa. No wonder people say trust your gut, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Whoa. That's crazy. So, okay. Microbiome. Could you kind of go over what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I mentioned, it's um, hosts of a microbiome is bacteria. And so at any given uh, point, the average person actually has three to five pounds of living bacteria in their gut. And so whenever there's dysbiosis, which means, you know, some sort of imbalance, um, whether it be some autoimmune disease or different hormone imbalances, there could be toxins, mold, et cetera, um, it could throw it off. And so um, for example, I mentioned SIBO, that would be when I have too much um, bad bacteria. So there's good and bad. And so it's important to have a balance of the two. So I would say, you know, just keeping consistent, consistency is the best way to kind of keep it afloat. Um, okay, so good and bad bacteria. What would be kind of some examples of good bacteria and how we can get that from food? And what are some examples of maybe like bad bacteria that we, do they cause illnesses? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so, so, I mean, everything ultimately is stemmed from like inflammation. And so, you know, inflammation is just something our body has overall ratio. So oftentimes um, with food sensitivities or, you know, if you have like autoimmune or just different diseases, um, foods, there are some that trigger certain effects. Um, for example, sugar, corn, soy, dairy, 
uh, gluten, sugar being the number one, are disruptors, mega disruptors, um, and are often found in a lot of our food that we consume. In fact, majority of the food we consume. So that's why over time diseases have um, appeared more, uh, you know, than like say our grandparents or our parents. Um, and then for good foods, I would say, um, they say, I should say, <laughs> a plant diverse diet is um, the best way to kind of give yourself either good bacteria, uh, good prebiotic fibers, what that would be. Mm. So cruciferous greens, um, anything, nuts, seeds, fruits, um, anything plant diverse, I would say, would be a good, good rule of thumb. Whoa, I love that. Um, and so bad bacteria, what kind of diseases does that cause? Like, that's I, a great question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much on this topic. Yeah, it's a great question. So there's, there's a lot of different diseases. Um, in my experience, I've seen everything from uh, mental disorders, mm -hmm. um, like dementia, there's um, Alzheimer's, all the way to like autoimmune diseases like celiac, um, and other, you know, autoimmune diseases that fit under that. So um, I think some of some of my experience, we actually saw, I think around 80 different diseases, uh, just all, in, all including like hormonal disorders and all of those. Whoa, that's, it's crazy how much obviously just stems from the gut. Um, that's wild. Um, so the direct correlation, so is there a direct cor correlation between gut health and anxiety and or, or even gut health and mental health, you said? Oh, absolutely. So the gut is said to be our second brain where, you know, serotonin, the feel good hormone is mostly created. And so it's very important to have a happy gut. Um, like that one phrase, you are what, we, what you eat is quite literally the biggest truth. Um, food is information and is either helping you or hurting you really. And being hangry, you know, is a real mood. <laughs> We've all been there. And so Food is such a, such a mood for everybody. And if you think about it, like it's just something we have to do every day. And so that's why I like to think of it as an energy, just really giving ourselves the correct information and things that are going to help align us um, with a happiest gut. Whoa. I love that. I love that. Um, so what can we do to improve our gut health and manage, you know, our mental health on a daily basis? You kind of touch on more of like a plant-based diet. Do you recommend any like supplements, prebiotics, probiotics, anything like that? Yeah. So when it comes to diet, I am full, fully supporting the bio-individuality, which means, you know, what works for me doesn't necessarily mean it'll work best for you. Um, there are, you know, foods that prove to provide, you know, definite benefits, but not everybody is built the same. So I think it's important for people to first recognize that and identify, you know, what foods make them feel good and, you know, listen to your body and what foods are kind of signaling that there's maybe an issue. And so, um, you know, with health coaching, I like to say meditation, movement, um, some type of exercise, depending on what you like, as well as mindful living and eating are just my number three roles. Like, and I feel like if you're not, you know, giving yourself those tools, then you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. So I like to start there. Um, and that, that looks different for everybody. So whatever workouts you like, whatever meditations, um, I think often people think meditation could be complicated. They, they don't think that they can do it when really like sometimes meditation is just taking a walk, just anything to silence your mind, really got to start small. Don't overwhelm. That's the number one goal. Um, so I would say those three things, um, 
probiotics and prebiotics I mentioned a bit earlier. Now probiotics add, add um, good bacteria uh, synthetically. So I like to take one on an empty stomach first thing in the morning, mm. um, just after I break my own uh, circadian fast. Like for example, I just don't eat past a certain time because I digest a little bit slower with my condition. So when I wake up in the morning, I just want to get it started slow. And so I drink warm water with lemon that kind of helps get the digestion tract going and take that probiotics. So the first thing that my gut receives is good bacteria. So um, as far as probiotics, so I would say aim to have one that isn't refrigerated. Um, mm. Just just scientifically, like if it doesn't surpass, you know, can't survive a certain temperature, you might want to consider the fact that stomach acid is very hot and acidic. And so it might not make it to your gut. So there's a couple brands uh, that I really enjoy. I could give recommendations. If yeah, you'd yeah. Like. What brands? What brands? Yeah. So I've tried uh, Silver Fern. Uh, that one is really, really good. Um, yeah. I've also tried Genuine Health Women's. Uh, that one is really good. The women's blend um, actually uh, provides bacteria for uh, vaginal health as well as our oh. gut health because they're both the uh, same, yeah. same uh, garden, I should say. And then um, my current favorite right now is um, seed, which includes both uh, probiotic and prebiotic. Now, prebiotic, again, is prebiotic fiber, and that is the most important. If you are not getting enough fiber, which is majority of Americans, <laughs> mm. uh, you really need to consider that. And so um, just make sure, you know, again, meditation, movement, uh, mindful eating. And then, you know, if you're adding supplements, just make sure probiotic, prebiotic are things that you're accumulating enough of, whether it's in food or supplement. Mm. Um, for the prebiotic, do you take that one on an empty stomach too? Is that in the same pill? Yeah, so the current one I'm using seed as actually um, a symbiotic, and so it has both of them. Um, a lot of times um, I like to just make smoothies or juices in the morning, and so um, I like to add, let's see, chia seeds, hemp hearts, uh, flax seeds are really good sources of fiber, um, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, anything like that, nut seeds, legumes, um, all really good sources of fiber. Whoa, I love that. What else is in your juice? I'm so, I'm so curious. <laughs> Honestly, I um, try to do less sugar. Um, I do eat fruit. Um, there's a big misconception with fruit being carbs. Listen, there's good carbs, bad carbs. There's good, bad of everything. So don't complicate that. Fruit is really good for you. And I highly recommend everyone enjoy fruit. Um, but as far as my greens, um, I like to keep them with, without fruit. Um, and just get my day started without that sugar. As I mentioned, sugar can be, you know, one of those things that irritates your stomach if you have too much of it. Yeah. Um, but my green juice, I like to do like parsley, celery, lemon, ginger, um, a lot of things that taste like <laughs> grass, really. Um, so it's an acquired taste. I like to throw ginger and lemon in mine just to kind of mm. give it a, a boost. But when I have at least eight ounces every morning, I feel energized. I feel like I'm getting instant nutrients with, with still giving my gut a rest without having to digest solids. Yeah. Um, and it gives me a little bit of boost of energy. And so I like to, you know, get my juice and kind of do a little bit of stretching in the morning just to get my system going. And it makes a world of a difference, especially as someone who has struggled with that in the past. Whoa. Whoa. That's awesome. Um, did it take you a little bit? You say it's kind of an acquired taste to kind of eat or drink your, like your green juice in the morning. Um, did it take you a little bit to almost like ramp up to almost enjoy your green juice? Oh, totally. Especially, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there who just don't like to eat vegetables. And I mean, 
my biggest thing is like, well, if you don't try it, you don't know. And if you try it once, like it's not really fair. I like to try things a few times. Um, so at the beginning I was doing green apple in my juice. That's a really mm. good one to mask a lot of greens. It's a lot, you know, better on the sugar it. content. Yeah. yeah. So I always say, start, start with wherever you can, as long as you're adding things, focus on that and don't focus so much on what you're not consuming. Okay. I love that. Cause I feel like for me, at least kombucha was a very acquired taste. Oh yeah. And it, it took me a little bit, but now it's like, I prefer that over, like, I don't even think about soda anymore. Not like I loved it to begin with, but to me, I'm like, Oh, I'd much rather have a kombucha than like, you know, some other kind of drink. Um, but I forget once you do it for so long, you kind of forget that it's, it was an acquired taste to begin with. Oh, absolutely. Everything, you know, raw foods and are at their normal state. And so a lot of times we're just used to consuming a lot of sugar. There's sugar in literally everything we consume, even if it's condiments, seasonings, packages, a lot of salt and sugar is used for fillers. And so, you know, a lot of us are used to eating those um, when we, when it comes to eating processed foods. And so it's kind of like a detox, really. You just, you know, get used to the taste and just, you know, create new habits. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I'm like the queen of habits. So I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think sugar, I love that you're talking about sugar. Cause it's one of the hardest, um, to me, it's one of the most addictive, um, like almost drugs out there because like you said, it's in everything. I don't think people realize how much sugar they intake on a normal day. Um, so it's, and I think it makes it harder to almost like wean yourself off of the sugar because you get that, um, like sugar, like almost had, like headaches from not having it, you know? Um, I don't know exactly what that is, but maybe you could tell me more. <laughs> oh no, you're absolutely correct because you know, sugar, I mean, quite frankly, our cells, um, are made of glucose. We need sugar just the right kind of sugar. There's a good and bad of everything, right? And so, like I said, fruit sugar, natural occurring sugar is going to be good for you. And sugar is one of the hardest things for me to quit. And I pretty much had to. Um, and it's crazy too, at the beginning, when you start trying to cut out sugar, you'll still continue buying items on the shelf and then later realize, oh my God, I got fooled again. It has sugar in it. It's, it's crazy. There's like, it gets to the point where you just have to buy raw ingredients and kind of play with recipes until you can you know, adjust to what you like. And that's the thing is everyone does have a different flavor profile. So that's just the fun part is just playing with it. And, you yeah. know, I like to use um, maple syrup and cinnamon a lot as my alternative sweeteners. Um, Stevia is okay. I don't think it hosts too many um, adverse effects, but it's not my favorite. It's a little too uh, bitter for myself, but it's not the worst. Um, but yeah, maple syrup for me game changer. <laughs> I love, I love maple syrup. It's one of my favorite like hacks, just like, and a little bit goes a long ways, which, exactly. I, love, which I love. Cause then you don't get a ton of extra calories and things like that in there, but you just get a little bit of sweetness. Oh, totally. Um, would you say that it's best then for people to start cooking their own food versus, you know, buying packaged goods and packaged food or frozen foods like that? Um, to like cut a, out, to eliminate like sugar almost or cut out, cut back? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. In fact, um, in my experience, that's something I had to do um, because most products that you buy pre-made already have fillers and everything in them. And when you cook your own food, you get to control what goes in it. And that's, that's the true power right there is just knowing exactly what you're eating 
again, food is information and, and it's energy. And so giving ourselves the right information, the right energy just keeps us afloat. And that's the simple way to put it. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I know for most people, their lifestyle is pretty like go, go, go fast paced. They just, they don't either have time to like make their food or they don't think they have time to make their own food. So they just end up grabbing things out. Um, do you have any, I guess, tips or tricks for people who are maybe, you know, going back to work after this kind of quarantine time? Should they like meal prep and, you know, bring their own food so they can still be in control of their diet? Yeah, the most, most cost effective and timely, um, you know, effective way to do that is to actually make your own food. And so I personally enjoy cooking. Um, it was, again, an activity I had to learn to do. Um, but as you play with things, you just, you get excited because you learn new things as, and as you move along, you know. Um, so I would say meal prepping is definitely the best way to do it. There's also meal delivery services that are local or just different subscriptions you can try. Just kind of do what looks right to you. Um, there's a lot of good brands that are up and coming, that are coming out, that are more focused on health conscious whether it's sugar-free, gluten-free, and things like that. So also really good to look out for. Um, there's a few grocery stores that are really good for that. I love Trader Joe's. They're uh, very, very cost-effective. Uh, yeah. I love Sprouts as well. Love. Whole Foods, I'll shop here and there, but I'm going to be yeah. honest, it's not my favorite because yeah. they have a lot of items, you know, that I buy elsewhere for, for much cheaper. And it's yeah. ultimately just what's best for us, you know? Yeah. Whoa, I love that. I love that. Um, so do you have any, um, tips or tricks for people who are looking to improve their overall gut health? What are just some simple things? If someone's not doing anything right now, uh, for their gut health, what can they do to, you know, start making moves in the right direction to improve their gut health? Absolutely. So, um, as, as complex as gut health can be just because it, it just is our second brain. So that's just a lot, to, <laughs> a lot to swallow. Um, I would say after all the discussions and just different conferences and knowledge I acquire, the number one component is stress management. Mm. Stress management is key because um, stress usually is the root cause of, of a lot of things that occur um, with our disease or just imbalances in our bodies. Disease, or I'm sorry, stress usually manifests as disease and things in the long term. So um, if you're stressed out, chances are gut health. Like anytime I'm, I used to suffer with anxiety, like hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And so um, it's because I had a hormone imbalance and all of that uh, with my condition. And so as I, you know, fixed my diet and just continued to learn more about, you know, stress management and everything like that, I just noticed a complete 180 in my life. Like I'm not the same person as I was four years ago. That's for sure. Um, I would say once you change your diet and kind of intuitively figure out what works for you, that's going to be your best bet. And that's, that's just the truth. Our bodies are so intelligent. They, they know what they want. Our bodies always want to be in alignment. It just, mm -hmm. you know, takes steps um, and just care, just being mindful. Mm, Cause it won't happen overnight either. I think people want this quick fix of like, I don't feel good now, but I want it to happen, you know, tomorrow. So I'm going to take this probiotic once and like, I want everything to be like magically. It's like some magic, everyone wants this like magic pill or like, you know, magic diet pill that like changes everything, but it's, it takes time, right? It, you have to practice and work at it. Um, 
Absolutely. Um, and, and that's just kind of the society we, we live in, to be honest. Um, you know, medicine is great. There's always a time and place for it. Um, holistic, on the other end, just explores all different modalities to kind of get to the same result. Um, just kind of a circle of life, if you will, whether it's like your financial life, your, your, um, your relationships, your career, just all of those things that cause stress. Like what stresses me out is different than what stresses you out, but um, you know, it just all affects us differently. And so it's just really important to be mindful of, you know, those things in our lives because you can eat all the healthy food. Um, you could eat, you know, the kale, all of that, but if you don't really fix the stress uh, factors in your life, you're not going to be well. In fact, diet is something that actually comes later on in like some of our coaching that we do is because we just look at stress because you know, your hormones will be altered if you're not. Yeah. If you can't like relax. Right. Um, Okay. So I get, let me jump into a little bit of stress, stress management. You said um, meditation, which I love Um, that can look, you know, meditation comes in all forms. Like you said, a lot of people get intimidated thinking it has to be this big, huge thing when usually you can just sit in a quiet space and just kind of breathe and focus on your breath or even going for a walk. Like you said, do you have any, do you have any favorite meditation, like apps that you use people that you listen to on the internet? How do you meditate? Yeah, that's a great question. So whenever I started uh, meditating a few years ago, I would use uh, the Chopra Center meditations. Uh, Deepak Chopra is just amazing. If you're unfamiliar with him, I just love everything about him and all the spiritual stuff that he embodies. Um, So he has a great series. There's like an Oprah one. Oprah um, actually leads a lot with the Chopra Center. Uh, Headspace is a really good starting point. Um, It wasn't my favorite personally, but um, I've heard uh, clients have a lot of success with that. Or even sometimes like if you kick on a calming music, um, there's like 432 Hertz, you can play meditation music, very relaxing. And the vibration alone will put you in a you know, relaxed state and you're able to kind of just let your mind just kind of silence for a moment on your own. But a lot of times guiding, uh, guided meditations to start out with can help to be very helpful. Mm, I love that. Um, do you have any other tips or tricks for like stress management? I personally love to work out as stress management that just, I go for a run and I'm like a new human afterwards. Absolutely. That would be my next thing. That's why movement, depending on what you like, um, you know, there's been times in my life where I loved to run and then my knee is kind of (laughs) not so good anymore. So I totally despise running, but now it's like, you know, more low impact. I do a lot of yoga, Pilates and maybe some hit workouts here and there, but whatever it is that gets you moving. To be honest with you, I just, while I'm brushing my teeth, washing my face or whatever I'm doing to get my morning started, I just like dance around in the mirror. <laughs> just any type of movement will activate, you know, your energy and just get that, get that movement, that blood flow going and just release happy hormones as well. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. This is awesome. You've given us so many tips and tricks and knowledge and education. Um, so where can we find with you and connect on social media? Yeah, so I'm actually currently undergoing um, a full like makeover on my website and everything, but my handle for Instagram is underscore healthy with M. Um, I'll be releasing a, a lot of really cool things here this summer, so uh, stay tuned for that. If you want to keep up with that, go ahead and find me there, um, and then I look forward to sharing some more insight. I would say um, don't overthink anything, just keep things simple, and just try to be as present as possible. We're all just doing the best we can. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you so much, Marissa.
Yeah, my pleasure. It was, a, it was great being on here with you, Allie. Thanks again. Hey guys, what's up? It is Allie McGee, your host and coach on the Allie McGee podcast. This is episode number 20, Master Your Gut Health with Marissa Mendez. On today's episode, you'll hear from Marissa, who is a holistic health coach. She's incredibly knowledgeable about all things related to the gut and microbiome. Yes, we're going there today. Super pumped about it. (laughs) Through her own personal journey, education, and mentorships, she has had massive success with mastering the balance of good bacteria in her gut and is here to share and educate us on how we can make healthy swaps to ensure that our gut health is running at its optimal state. Stay tuned for an awesome episode. 